0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the frantic thoughts podcast a podcast about video games entertainment and things that i love and i love to share with everybody out there on the good old interwebs so what's up everybody this particular episode we're going to talk all things star wars in particular we're going to do a rise of skywalker review and a little bit of a breakdown of my history with the franchise so, like many people, I grew up with Star Wars. My first Star Wars memory that I can remember is seeing The Phantom Menace in theaters. And the lead up to that, I was so hyped. They had these little toys that had like little speaker boxes in them. And every time I'd go to the store, I'd be like, oh my god, there's so many of them. Look at this one, it speaks. If you put the little chip in the car- in the figure, it talks. And that thing would bloom, blew me away. I watched Phantom in theaters, and I just had a lot of fun, and I liked the movie quite a bit, but I was, like, 10 years old. And, of course, going back to that movie, there is a lot of things you can nitpick, nitpick, and, you know, pick apart. Just like every single one of these films, there is little things you can pick apart. But if you sit there and you try to, I think, have a negative attitude about Star Wars... Then it get, it becomes easier and easier to dislike everything about it, and uh, it, I guess that's a, that that could be said for almost any media because, like, if you sit there and you just start taking every single plot point, every single character moment, every single thing that happens, and just break it down to the little minute nitpicky levels, it gets a little frustrating. And uh, you start to just say, oh, well, is this actually a movie I like? Even though you came out, had a positive feeling. Like, did I like that? I don't know. Huh, did I actually like that? Because of this and this and this? That's not really what I like to do when I go see a fun blockbuster film like this, a fun genre fiction film. When I go in, I want to sit down and just kind of be immersed in the world. And, of course, there are many things to... uh, to like and dislike about these movies. And so before The the Rise of Skywalker came out, I decided I was going to watch the original Star Wars, so A New Hope, and then Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and then Force Awakens, and then Last Jedi. So I watched the original trilogy and the first two of the sequel trilogy leading up to this new movie that just came out earlier this week. And I... Loved it. It was so much fun to go back. Uh, Disney Plus has the special edition versions on there. So I watched the original movies, of course, with the alterations from George Lucas and stuff. It's not the original theatrical showings. Um, we could have another another conversation about the special editions another day. I think they're fine. There are things that I don't like about them and things I do like about them. Some of them take away from the experience. Some of them add to the experience, but... Ultimately, they're awesome Star Wars movies, and I love the original trilogy, of course. Most people would like him, you know, and going back and re-watching A New Hope for the first time in years gave me a new appreciation for that, and I just, I just thought it was an awesome movie. I mean, of course, it's Star Wars, the original, the OG, right? So everybody likes that movie anyway, but going back to it, it moved up my rankings because of how much I enjoyed this particular viewing, and honestly the return of the jedi went down my rankings a little bit which i don't actually have a set in stone ranking for star wars so we won't do that today but it went down a little bit because of some of the sillier and wackier scenes in that movie but it's still one of the all-time classics um and it's just some of the stuff on the forest moon of endor is just a little too cheesy for me and it kind of brings down the entire tone of the movie but See, I'm sitting here nitpicking. I just said I wouldn't do that. Ultimately, that movie is awesome and has probably the best scene in Star Wars, which is the Throne Room scene. So, anyway, Rise of Skywalker, we're going to start off talking a little uh, spoiler-free here, and let's see, I, I watched the sequel trilogy, like I said, and... Force Awakens, I liked it a lot more than I did originally. I still thought it was an awesome movie when I first saw it. I've only seen it three times now. The second time I watched it, I was like, you know what, this is, this is feels almost like a retread of A New Hope. And then I'm going back into it, this third viewing, and I'm like, you know, this is an actual really, I mean, it echoes A New Hope. And uh, the way they do it is very crafty, craft, they craft it in a nice way, like basically all the people that like the original trilogy that like original star wars will have things that remind them of the original star wars you know and then the new people have new characters to latch on to we got han solo in that movie basically being a surrogate for the original trilogy watchers or the original trilogy people you know he comes on the Millennium falcon he says ho oh, Chewie, we're home we have him uh finn tell him we'll just use the force and he's like that's not how the force works you know and of course at the end spoilers for force awakens which has is, is been out for four years now so um they kill han solo and uh they kind of cut ties with the past a little bit but they're still characters from the original trilogy and then we got the last jedi probably one of the most divisive movies that's ever existed which i particularly like this movie quite a bit it delves deep into the psyche of a hero that had become a legend, that had faults, that had fallen fallen and made bad choices, and, um, you know, ultimately failed after, you know, becoming a legend, you know, die, live, what is the saying, live long enough to, what is it, live, live long enough to become a hero or i mean become a villain or die a hero right that's the saying and he doesn't become a villain per se and i really butchered that saying honestly i, I know i did but um he is you know a character with faults and growth he's trying to rediscover who he is while training ray which you know was hard for him to do in the first place and he actually cut himself off from the force and he he didn't believe in anything anymore because he felt his power was too great to you know overcome um or to control himself because he you know had that moment of weakness uh with kylo ren and or ben solo at the time you know and that basically makes him become kylo ren you know in combination with being you know pulled to the dark side by snoke and yeah, so that movie was awesome. There are a lot of little things in that movie you can just sit there and you say, I've heard them a million times, you know. The Canto bite scene, they don't like it because blah, 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 blah. You know, I can say it does have a weird tone a little bit. There are some prequel vibes in that in Canto bite but I do like Canto bite quite a bit. Um, we have, you know, showing the spoils of war, showing that there are more of a gray area when it comes to war and stuff you know i'm not going to get into like a deep analysis of the last jedi here just so you know but you know there are some hokey scenes in there i can you know i can see that but ultimately i did like Canto bite when it comes down to it um of course the gif i see a lot is luke drinking the milk from the alien just weird the the weird smirk that he gives it, it it's weird I I know he's trying to like I think that's the point he's trying to weird her out like try to make her leave the island but it's like it's weird but you know Last Jedi is kind of like the black sheep of the series so it's like it's either it feels like either you love it or you hate it and I am more on the side of love it but I do understand when people have qualms with it but I don't understand the ultimate hatred for it like i don't understand why people can sit there and watch that movie and see all the cool ideas that they do with the force like the scene where ray and luke is sitting down talking about the force it's beautiful so well done some of the best cinematography in star wars which i think that movie has better cinematography than rise of skywalker honestly like from the way they set up the shots and stuff not saying that The Rise of Skywalker has bad cinematography, I'm just saying the the way that they filmed The Last Jedi has a very clear feel to it. The way it's edited, the way it's, you know, composed and the color composition, everything when you watch that movie. It has a very specific message, a very specific tone to it, and that's why I like that movie, and that's why it ranks higher in the ranks of Star Wars movies for me, personally. That's just my personal taste. So, That movie's so divisive. And then this movie's coming out. Of course, the debate for Star Wars gets big again. Because, oh my god, a new Star Wars is coming out. A few days before this comes out, Rise of Skywalker, we got the Rotten Tomatoes score at like 54%. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is going to suck. This is going to be terrible. Oh my god. People are just tearing it apart. And it's like, like this weird mentality. Like, when... The rise of, I mean when the for, the force I'm saying every single movie besides The Last Jedi here. When The Last Jedi Jedi came out, people really liked it. The critics just, you know, were happy with it. They gave it really good Rotten Tomato scores. It was like sitting at ninety something for a very long time. And then the audience score when people went to see it got review bombs because people love to hate that movie. And in this case, Rise of Skywalker is sitting at like a very low Rotten Tomato score and a very high audience score. So it's kind of a weird dichotomy when it comes to that. So let's go ahead and jump into the Rise of Skywalker. What more my opinions on it? Uh, we're going to start spoiler free, like I said before, and then I will sign off, play a little song, and then we'll come back and get into the spoiler zone, which I like to do. So, you know, can have a nice cap on the podcast and then you guys can turn it off if you haven't seen the movie yet. I will not go into any specific plot details. Just general impressions. But if you don't want to even hear general impressions, I would say shut off the podcast until you see the movie. So here we go. We're going to jump into Rise of Skywalker. I liked it quite a bit. Um, where do I want to start? So like I was saying, Rise of, uh, Last Jedi wasn't received well. So we're going to say... That they did take some things and alter what the original intention were from the the 8th movie. It kind of feels like a mixed message when you watch this movie. Because in episode 8, they're telling us one thing. In episode 9, they're like, no, forget that. This is how it is. This is the status quo again. You know, it kind of reverts some of the stuff that they tried to do in episode 8. And I like some of that and some of the other things i didn't like as for the way the movie is paced it is very fast paced quick cuts high action high energy it almost has uh like a frenetic feel to it like like let's go 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 you know it's like we have 10 adventures we want to do let's do them as fast as we possibly can do them you know that's how this movie feels and it hurts some scenes i feel like some of the scenes don't have time to breathe because it's like Let's, let's just take this scene, and then... Okay, we're done now. Let's go to this next thing. Let's go over here and do this. Go, 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 go. faster you can... Like, the faster the characters can run on the screen, the better. The faster that we can get to this ship, the better. The faster we can do this, the better. Go, 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 go. It's a race to the finish line. You know, that's how this movie feels. And there are a couple of quiet moments, and there are, are a couple of moments that do have time to breathe. But the other moments that don't have that time it really is noticeable this movie is quite a bit long you can tell on the cutting room floor that they just started snipping stuff off you know like oh nope cut that down cut that down we got to get the runtime down you can feel that in the execution of the movie and that sounds like a a negative but it it, it doesn't really hurt the overall picture if you get used to the the feel of the movie this movie feels this is the complete opposite feel of last jedi the last jedi we're sitting there just quiet moment with you know general princess you know general leia standing there on crate with this giant door and then the light slowly pours over the frame and she's standing there just very determined and they you know pan over her face and stuff they're very had a very intentional way of filming there you know it's very slow somber you know that's how that movie is opposite effect on this next movie we have bam light speed we're going over here bam go over here oh my god okay who? what is this what is this character doing oh what is this character doing oh what is that character doing it just goes goes and once you get that feeling like okay this is what this movie is it starts to not hurt it as much, but when it starts, it fucking starts, and it goes, and you're just like, holy shit, this is a lot, they are throwing a lot on me right now, it's like 10 minutes in, and I, my eyes are wide, like, okay, so that's that, and that, and that, and that, okay, huh. I'm a little overwhelmed, and I still have two hours and 30 minutes left, <laughs> that's this movie, it's an overwhelming, amount of stimulation you know it's like oh my god it's in your face it's so much action so much drama so much suspense so much blah boom bam right in your face and you know what ultimately by the end of the movie once you give into that tone and that feel you're like all right that's what this movie is all right i'm all in i'm all aboard this is entertaining as hell they do a lot of things in this movie that i quite liked quite you know quite liked quite a bit that's a lot there and <laughs> they do things i liked and they do things that i'm like is that did you have to do that or did that's a weird choice there's a couple weird choices in there but ultimately when i got out of theaters I i was very satisfied i feel like it does wrap up these this uh sequel trilogy quite a bit and it has little nods to the prequel trilogy even and the original trilogy and it kind of wraps up some loose threads there are a lot of unanswered questions by the end but i'm still sitting there at the end what's the credits roll very happy with this movie and it's it like i said it's a lot to process and uh we have been talking i've been talking to a few people online and we've just been breaking stuff down because there is a lot here Uh, a lot of choices that you kind of have this like feeling that maybe if jj abrams had the helm for all three of these movies so if you don't know seven episode seven was jj abrams directing and writing episode eight was ryan johnson which is a very different feeling movie he's writing writing and direct directing that one and then we come to episode nine which feels a lot like episode seven right you know episode seven is pretty fast paced it's like it's like episode seven with 1.25 times speed put on you know from pace you know what i mean and it feels almost you know that's jj abrams directed and You've written so when you watch this movie when you watch rise of skywalker you might sit there and you, it kind of feels like they try to cram like an entire movie's worth of exposition in the first 40 minutes or so it's like boom here you go here is this giant dump of exposition this is what's going on this is what's happening this is the new thing this is the new mcguffin this is the you know what i mean they're just trying to say let's go let's go let's get to that main plot and after that part it does like I said, it's still fast-paced, but it does slow down, and you still get, you get to enjoy the the rest of the story. It's just like, wow, it it, it really. I need to watch. This is only uh, this whole opinion right here is after watch watching it for one viewing. So, I have had a couple days of process since we watched it. Watched it on Thursday, so like three or four days since I watched it, and yeah, I I thought it was cool. Like I I appreciate them trying something like this i appreciate what they did and of course from the trailers you know palpatine is in the film in some regard i'm not going to explain how he is but the way they use that is very well done so i thought it was cool um very campy very star wars almost too much nostalgia leaning into this one i think i think they have fan service but sometimes the fan service is too added you know it kind of denigrates the film a little bit like it it, it hurts the film in some p- spots and it helps the film probably more often than not than it hurts the film but there are a few spots where they use fan service in a way that's kind of like it's like they pan over somebody's face it, it's, it's literally Jim in the office looking at the camera going uh-huh you see this uh-huh, are you seeing this you, you know this fan service thing are you seeing this and that kind of took me out of it a few times um of course all three of these sequel movies have that but this one i feel like has the most you know of that it's like oh did you see that did you see that and then there are moments where you're like oh my god they did that they're using that piece of fan fiction they did that holy shit, that's amazing you know so you take the good with the bad when it comes to fan service with this one but it depends on your feeling on fan service like how much of it do you like and how much do you want it in your star wars movie that's where you gotta sit with this one and ultimately it was fine i can come to accept it that's what happened with the movie but it's still when i was originally watching it and then to do specific things in the movie that's fan service i i kind of sit there with my hands on my hips like huh they did that <sighs> <sighs> okay i guess i guess that's 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 the thing you didn't have to like, we can get the camera so hardcore. So anyway, overall impressions of the movie is... It's not... It's more of like... In, I really liked it. It was a great finale. But because of some of the pacing issues and just some of the weird moments in this one, I have to put it more... Less near the top and more towards the middle of the pack of Marvel uh, Marvel movies. Star Wars movies. This one, I was going to say... I said Marvel movies because I had that in my head. This one feels like... Uh, a marvel movie that comes out that's not like the big a big event Marvel. it feels more like a marvel movie in some spots than it does a star wars movie which is fine i love marvel movies but it feels more like the crazy action war set piece star wars than it does the adventure star wars if i'm making sense i think i am uh so you know the original trilogy it had it was still star wars but it was more focused on the characters they do have focus on characters here but there are also lots of focusing on huge epic set pieces too so just go in if you haven't seen the movie i feel like i haven't said anything too you know to taint your opinion or you know whatever going in just have an open mind And let it wash over you and just know that it's a fast-paced movie with a lot that it's going to throw at you. And it probably needs needs a couple uh, viewings to take it all in. But generally, it's a fun Star Wars movie. And I think it's worth your time. And it has a lot of great emotional beats. And um, I I personally didn't cry. I did tear up a couple times. I didn't like full out ball or anything, but I did get chills a lot during this movie. So that's a good sign that they did something right. If I'm getting goosebumps and chills, you know, here and there. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that basically sums up my feelings on the movie. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. If you're going to stay away from the spoilers, otherwise stick around until after this very short interlude. And we'll talk about spoilers. But otherwise, thank you for listening to Frantic Thoughts this week. Uh, soon, I'm going to be making an episode, which is the big uh, catch-up episode. I want to talk about stuff that's been going on with me and then stuff I've, I've been watching that and haven't had a chance to talk about on a podcast. It's going to be a longer episode, and we're going to get really into the nitty-gritty. But I feel like I wanted to do a Star Wars episode since this movie has just dropped recently. So, thank you for listening. If you're leaving... Otherwise, I'll see you in a minute. You guys have a great day. Bye. That was weird. Bye. Welcome to the spoiler zone for Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker the end of an era the end of the Skywalker saga and General Palpatine is back on his throne and has a weird robot arm sticking out the back of him and uh, this movie is freaking crazy isn't it guys so we got the whole push and pull of kylo and Rey is extended from last jedi we got them going back and forth we got those cool lightsaber duels with the panning camera like they're hacking and slashing at each other and then they're at two different locations that was pretty cool and it becomes a major thing at the end of the movie where you know they can basically transmutate matter through air i guess using the force because the force is just magic right why not it's cool it's a cool concept though i, I really like that, that was cool, because they actually started that in The Last Jedi, uh, with him getting water on him from her being in the rain, and, uh, you know, they just continued it on to this, and put it up to 11, right, so that was pretty cool, and so they had that scene, Rey is on, you know, the Star Destroyer, uh, Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer, Kylo Ren's looking for her down on the planet, and they're fighting, and she's in this bright, stark, white room basically kylo ren's room and they're fighting they hit the she hits his you know darth vader statue it smashes on the ground and the thing is as i liked about that it actually did have some visual story t- storytelling you go into kylo ren's room which is all white everything in the room's white pure white and then in the very middle there's a black little you know uh what is the totem with darth vader's mask on it and that's his little piece of dark side that that's his little piece of dark side in this giant open bright part of himself so i'm going to address a few things here i'm not going to go into every single plot point in this movie let's talk about princess leia first Uh, general leia we have her using uh cut scenes from the last no, the Force Awakens, and just whatever footage they can use. There's a couple of shots that they reuse from the Force Awakens. This feels a little bit off if you know that she passed away from the movie. Like you can kind of see where they writ around, wrote around everything if you think about it. If you give into it, they actually did a fairly decent job, I thought, um, stitching her in there. Um, but she had to be part of the movie, and she had to be a, play a crucial part. So they kind of have Mas Kanata there as almost her sounding board to say some of the filler dialogue that you would think she would actually say if she was still around to film the scenes for this movie and they make it work but it still feels a little bit off and ultimately it, it didn't hurt the movie I don't think because they made it work with the, what they had and Nos Kanatos looked really good because they actually used her as a real puppet this time, which was interesting. Like, before she's always been pure CG, here she was a puppet, so that was cool. And I like what they did with her, ultimately, with Princess Leia. So we have this big, epic fight, you know, on this hust-out Death Star, this just destroyed Death Star, where the original throne room was and all that stuff. Ray has a vision of her being a dark side Ray, which was in the trailers, which is almost feels almost like it was in the movie just to have that in the trailers to make people go like, "Oh my God, does she go bad?" You know, it almost feels that way. It does work for the plot, but it was kind of like, "Okay, guys, yeah, yeah, this works all right. This that's fine." And then of course, Kylo Ren shows up. They have this huge, sweeping, like epic lightsaber battle and it feels more like a sword battle with force powers in it they're like pushing each other and doing flips but it's not it's not like the prequels where they're doing like somersaults and stuff or even in the original trilogy it feels more like a samurai duel or like a actual sword fight and it's very emotional the score is going there's water splashing up you know because of the waves around the death star and they're fighting and then near the end of it Um, it cuts to Mas Kanata and she says the only way to help Ben is she knows she's going to die once she helps Ben basically and Ben Solo aka Kylo Ren and so they're fighting and there's a pivotal moment where he can strike her down and then he hears uh, he can strike Rey down and then he hears Ben right and it's Princess Leia and then he hears hey kid And then he turns around and Han Solo is there. And it's a force projection. The way I kind of worked that out in my mind is that's a force projection version of Han that Princess Leia is using her last bit of energy to go into his memory banks and then put out that visual imagery for himself to come to terms with himself. Basically, he is speaking to himself through Princess Leia and through Han Solo because Through Princess Leia using an image of Han Solo in his memories to tell him that, hey, this isn't you. Come home. This isn't you. So this is a very emotional scene. You know, this is where I teared up. I thought they used Princess Leia really well because she ends up going to the force after this movie ends. You know, it's one of the things that happens. She uses her last bit of energy to uh, give Ben that turning point to become himself again become not kylo ren not the guy seduced by the force not this hate-filled guy become ben solo again not kylo ren you know to shed his facade and then he throws his lightsaber his really weirdly made you know crackly uh you could tell he put a lot of emotion into that lightsaber he throws it into the ocean and he's throwing away all of his pain you know pretty powerful moment i think they did that very well Um, the other scene I quite liked a lot was the transporter. They have Chewie on the transporter and, at least I think Chewie's on the transporter, and then they have Rey and Kylo pulling each side of this you know, transporter vehicle with the force powers, like basically a tug of war. And I thought that was pretty cool. Cool visual. um, Kind of fun to see. And of course, they had this Epic finale. I know I'm kind of jumping around. Um, like I said, I, I, I don't know. There, there, there's things that do bother me. Bother me about the movie. Um, one is the finale for one particular thing that I get why they did it. It, it was executed okay, but I just feel like it was a little cheesy. So basically, there's this epic battle with Kylo and Palpatine. With Palpatine is just so powerful now and kylo's there and he fights all the knights of ren and there's a lot to talk about in this movie this are, this movie's dense right because ray has two lightsabers because she goes back to the island planet that luke was on and force ghost, ghost luke is there and she throws her lightsaber into the fire and then he picks it up like don't you treat uh, uh, <laughs> a jedi Power. I found. I can't. I don't know what he says. He says something to the lines of like, "Don't throw this beautiful thing away." You know, kind of referencing the Last Jedi, where he just tosses it over his shoulder. So. Some people are like, ha, he's make JJ's making fun of Ryan Johnson here, and I'm just thinking like, no, he just kind of overcame that part of himself, that thing, and then he says, "Hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. He actually learned something. he became a better hero for it, but people of course, want to say, Well, this is JJ just putting down Ryan Johnson in that terrible movie. Oh my God, the rest jJ sucks. I hate it me 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 me, 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 anyway." People annoy me sorry <laughs> i won't be i won't be that petty but you know so he shows her it he goes she says, he says hey this is something that i think leia would want you to have and it is a lightsaber that leia had made and then that does a, a reverse cutscene, a cutscene scene of a back in the time scene where it's luke and leia uh, low light Fighting with two blue lightsabers in a forest. Probably Forest Moon and Endor. We're not sure. It doesn't really say. They have their helmets down. And then they pick their helmets up. And then you see CJ CG, CG version of young Mark Hamill and young Carrie Fisher. And they look pretty good. Uh, it's basically the same tech they used for Rogue One. I thought it looked fine. And the way they used used it was pretty artfully done. Like you, It's not like the Rogue One treatment. Which I still get bothered watching that movie. Because... They have Tarkin in there, and then they, like, literally just deadpan on a CG face that does has weird uncanny valley for, like, five minutes as he's having this epic speech, and you're, like, just looking at her like, this doesn't look right. This looks off. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they didn't do that here. It was just, like, a quick flash of CG, fa- CG faces, and it worked perfectly. So she has both lightsabers. Goes uh, fights Empire- Emperor on that. Sith planet, which I forgot the name, even though they said it a million times. Um, I'm sure somebody who's super deep into the lore knows it by heart, but I'm just like, I don't know, it was some weird name, some, eh, whatever. But it makes sense that there's a a Sith planet because they have, of course, the Jedi planet where Luke was hiding out, which was where the temples were and stuff. And then the Sith planet, which is the complete opposite. It looks like hell, basically. Giant, empty, dark, cavernous things with red lighting and it's evil the dark side you know and then we got freaking palpatine chewing the scenery like he always does so that's on brand for the character i'm going to get you he's so evil you know He's a great. He's he's great. He, you know, it's campy. You know the character is campy. You know he chooses the scenery. You expect it from him. So when it happens here, and he has the creepy eyes, and there's a robot arm out of his back because he's just barely alive, and he's just like, and you're like, holy shit, this dude is a pretty dominating force. And of course, the very beginning of the movie, force, no pun intended, by the way, the very beginning of the movie, they show Snoke in basically pickle jars pickle snoke which we were joking about in the discord earlier that was funny oh my god I was having a good laugh and laugh at that <laughs> they're like oh well then there's there's pit there's snoke okay he he was made by emperor, emperor palpatine makes sense and then of course the reveal that ray is ray palpatine is just kind of it, it kind of came out of nowhere almost or like like does she know who palpatine is i guess she does because she knows the legends it was just kind of a weird reveal. Because she was talking to Kylo Ren or Ben, whichever you prefer, on the ship after that uh, battle in that white room, like I told you, or talked about. Um, And he was like, I know your secret. You are General, you know, Emperor Palpatine's uh, granddaughter. And she's like, oh my god, no. And I'm just like, "Uh, this is a weird way to reveal this. I I didn't like how they revealed that at all. It's just kind of like, okay, cool idea, but... All right. And then I'm just starting to think like, man, in episode eight, they were like, doesn't matter what your bloodline is. Who cares? You know, or whatever. And then in this one, it's like, the bloodlines are the main thing that matter again, which is weird. But the thing that they did do is they had Finn become force sensitive, at least more openly. And then he wanted to tell Ray throughout the whole entire movie something. which they never really address again. So a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to say sh- he loves her. And then, of course, J.J. Abrams has confirmed that it was him trying to tell her that he's Force-sensitive, which is cool because at the end, spoilers, I guess, which obviously this is a spoiler zone, so everything goes. She dies for a few minutes and... Or maybe two minutes, whatever, but they make it super dramatic with slow-mo and stuff, so it was like five minutes. And he... <laughs> He has a feeling, like, oh my God, Ray! Oh no! Oh no! He can feel it. You know, he's force sensitive, and so all this battles, crazy battles happening. We got. Um, I was. What was my point? I, I completely went to the weeds here. Uh, oh, something that was that that kind of bothered me a little bit about the very end. Um, so, there's this big epic space battle with all these star destroyers. Basically, they're, you know. Crazy huge ships, giant cannons on the bottom that have, you know, planet-killing technology. He has this giant legion in this underground tomb, basically, with this giant epic throne. And she confronts Palpatine, Rey does, and she's basically losing. Kylo's coming. He has to get through his bad guys, the Knights of Ren, and then get to her and save her. And uh, they end up getting their life force sucked from them. And there are some weird tonal inconsistencies here, or at least dialogue inconsistencies. Like, oh, you're my granddaughter. You're super powerful. And then, like, as he's draining them, he's like, you are just a scavenger, girl. What can you do to me? Even though 10 minutes ago, I just said, oh, my God, you're my granddaughter. That was a weird line. I was like, "Eh, they didn't need that. That didn't make much sense. So, you know, of course, they do that. And then she's on the ground uh kylo tries to fight back he gets up tries to fight back and they just launches him into a cavern and up above there's like this giant epic space battle um and you know ray wakes up this is one of those moments of super awesome fan service that i liked Is her early in the movie she's like be with me be with me and nobody talks to her or you know she never you know they're not with her and when she said that this time she sees stars and then she starts hearing voices from all the different jedi that have been in star wars like you can do it yes go ray go ray we're on your side yes ray and it's like every character you can think of like qui-gon jinn we got obi-wan we got ahsoka from clone wars they're just like in her head like hell yeah let's do this and then she gets up she's super powerful she has both the lightsabers and she you know of course while she's doing this um Palpatine's lightning in the sky like all crazy. Super cool idea. He's like, like that, and just disabling all the ships. They're falling out of the air, and you're just like, holy shit, what are they going to do? She gets up. She grabs two lightsabers, crosses them. Using the power of will and her force and the power of all the Jedi before her, she conquers the ultimate evil once and for all. Yay. And then she dies. <laughs> and then Kylo comes up from the, the tomb. Bam goes over picks her up and then earlier they set up that the healing powers is a thing because she heals him and she heals like this weird snake monster yeah this this movie goes places so she heals him or he heals her up brings back her life but in doing so ultimately since he's already hurt from falling and you know he's weak already from getting his life force drained he dies in her arms but before that they have to have a kiss and the kiss is the one thing that kind of bothered me the most i mean it makes sense that they have emotional connection and the thing is i did like it. i liked it at first i'm like they're gonna kiss really and then i see the look on kylo's face and he is smiling for the first time ever in this movie usually he's this greasy haired black haired you know pissed off guy but in this moment he smiles and he looks happy and content right before he passes away so that's just that subtle acting job that right uh adam driver does for ben solo aka kylo ren aka super stud muffin of the sith lord sith lords um <laughs> i ruined my punchline just by starting over my words there but he was happy and you could see them going off and being a thing if he didn't die uh, it's very Romeo and Juliet in some aspects, but yeah, but yeah, that that moment was kind of like one of those things. I at first when I first blush seeing them kiss, I'm like, does that work? And then thinking about it more, I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. And then of course the very end shows uh, Ray go back to the beginning of the series and where Luke grew up and everything, bury the the two lightsabers, and then old lady's there is like i haven't seen anybody in years who are you and she, and she's like ray and then she looks over luke and leia are over there force ghost versions skywalker Do, 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 do. you know and the music just swells and they go off to the sunset the double sunset with bb-8 and her on a desert planet where the original farm boy started where she started it ultimately echoes and ends there that's a beautiful moment and I think they really did bring it to a great and satisfying end gives me chills just talking about it and thinking about it some people are like she can't just take his name I'm like the reason she took his name is more of symbolic than anything and it's beautiful I, I thought that was an awesome touch um, this movie ultimately has a lot of rushed moments the first act like i said in the spoiler free section like there's some cool ideas there but then there's like there's this MacGuffin with this dagger and there's this MacGuffin with this little triangle sith thing i don't know what it is like i i they didn't they described it it's supposed to help them find it so basically like a wayfinder basically helps them find you know the planet the sith planet cool i don't know the apparently uh the dagger is a sextant. You can like look through it and find stuff. It's weird. I don't know. There's a lot of really weird plot points and ways to describe stuff, and the way it like hits you over the face right when you start. Oh, here's Emperor Palpatine. Okay, it's pickled Snoke's right away. You're like, all right, I guess that's how this is gonna be. You know, they do set expectations right up front. Like, holy shit, they even said it in the title crawl. The very first two words, in, or the first words in the title crawl are "The Dead Speak." With like a big exclamation point. And you're like, okay, all right. I guess that's what's happening. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a fun romp. It's not a high art, I don't think. There are great moments in it. Um, but ultimately, I, I had a great time with the movie. There, like I said, I can nitpick it to death. I kind of nitpicked a few things that bothered me. But I liked the movie quite a bit. And I can't wait to watch it again and see if i like it even more on the second viewing i thought it was a cool movie and uh I'm, I'm always gonna love star wars every single one of them including the prequels i have something good to say about some what less than others this one i have I'll just, let's just say this one i have a ton of good things to say about and there's tons of things to like um there are like i said some fan fiction things in there that i am just like why like uh chewy getting the metal at the very end I, I, we don't need that payoff from A New Hope, guys. Like, I get what you're trying to do there, but, like, we, we didn't need that. So, I don't know. That was a weird moment, too. But ultimately, like, it's a cool movie. I, I like it, and I look look forward to re-watching it for years to come, and I'm excited to see what Disney does in the future with a brand-new series, and hopefully they don't connect it too much with this one. Um, I feel like a good starting point would be 200 years after this we have all new ships we have all new battle cruisers. this has been peace for you know 200 years like it's been very peaceful with occasional skirmishes but in the background there's this foreboding evil that's comes up and um then they show somebody on tatooine find the two lightsabers and then maybe it's a double you know a twin brother and sister on this epic adventure you know that they had to defeat darkness. You know, they could actually use some stuff from the original trilogy, but I feel like if you put it into that section of the universe with that part of the universe that they overuse some of the fan fiction every single time. So, it's kind of like one of those things like do we want even want to do that because like Sorry, I was uh my phone was going off. I'm like, I got to check that. Um like, would they want to keep going with that? Because, would we want that as fans? Because they've already done the fan fiction movies, you know what I mean? That's kind of what the sequel trilogy is. It's a little more, it's not all fan fiction, but there's a plenty of it there, plenty of it to be had. We don't really need a lot more of that, in my opinion. So, why we, if they do it and they do it right, have one art artist, one director, one writer to have a huge overarching v- vision um that'd be cool and the concept i i have with the two twins that find two lightsabers and in Tatooine in the future and they're like probably like 17 year olds you know young um and then they learn about the force and stuff they one of them has a vision when they touches luke skywalker luke skywalker's lightsaber and you know what i mean they don't have to have old ray in there They don't need any of that they just know the legends of the skywalkers and then this gives them hope and then they start getting you know in touch with the force you know like they can allude to it but go forward i love the movie liked it quite a bit i did nitpick quite a bit here don't let that hurt you (laughs) hurt what i'm trying to say to you i really like the movie like i i thought it was cool i had a great time with it gonna watch it a bunch of times so yep Still love Star Wars. I still love The Last Jedi. I'm just going to put that down and just nail it in your face. But yeah, I, I thought the movie was cool. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Random Thoughts and this extra long spoiler zone. I will catch you guys very soon. See you later. And may the Force be with you.